Good morning. Fine Arts um, has a lot of STEM activities um, embedded. So on a regular basis, we always challenge students to make things become uh, come to life. Um, and so when you look at math and, and um, science, there's a lot of counting and most like anything that's musical. So that reaches our choir program, our general music program for elementary, dancers, um, drill team that has formations on the field. We're constantly talking about how to get to one spot to, from the next and what the formation should look like. And you have to use some math depending on how many girls you have. So it's, it's STEM is like embedded all throughout fine arts. Yeah. Right. How is it beneficial to the students and, and the families? Um, I think anything that is a showcase for parents to come and see what's happening is beneficial. Number one, they get an idea of how their child is growing and what they're learning. Um, and number two, it's exciting because parents like to be proud of the kids. So when they're presenting something in front of a group and an audience, um, it's a great opportunity to, um, you know, just to be to celebrate your your child. So um, today we have two components. One, we have fine arts uh, integration lessons that are happening on the tables. And the other is the performance component, which is what you see in the choir behind us right now singing. No problem. Good morning. Danielle Pace, I am a second grade teacher at Rolling Hills Elementary. Nice to meet you. Hi. I think that anything hands-on sticks better in your mind and in your brain, especially for younger learners. Um, we can preach, we can talk, and you can write all day long, but until you're actively doing it, you're not, you're not going to see how effective and how essential that need is. So that's why I think project-based learning needs to be not only in science, but in all subjects. So in reading, in math, in social studies, so that the content can stick longer and have um, more of, a, of an effect for learners. What do you teach at So I teach second grade, so that's all subjects. So I teach, you know, reading, math, science, and social studies and writing. Um, and it's a lot, but we try to make do our best to connect each one to the next. So connect reading to the math and math to the science and so on. Not yet. I am excited to see, you know, the different ways that all these other campuses have done uh, project-based learning as well as, you know, looking at the competitions and how fun that's going to be for a lot of our students. Has there been any projects that your students have done? So we are presenting our project um, Melt Away, and the problem with that project was that um, students had to construct a solar cooker 
using limited materials and they had to be able to melt a Hershey's Kiss within five minutes or less. And the problem was is that as a teacher, I couldn't tell them how to make it. And so that was interesting to watch because they were so creative in the way that they made their solar cookers. All, none of them looked the same. Um, each group looked different. We had some who were very analytical and made a, like a legit oven. We had some that made a tube and their reasoning behind it was just amazing to, to listen to of how they came to the conclusion of like, this is why it's going to work. There were a lot of successes and then there were a few, you know, at the end they realized, oh, okay, I should have done this better or I should have added this. And that's what the, you know, the project-based learning is all about, being able to see, okay, I can make mistakes and then make it better um, with just a few tweaks. Mm -hmm. So one of the groups that I um, supervised, they had cardboard. So what, a few of the materials were cardboard, foil, plastic wrap, and they just used cardboard and tape. And when it was time to test it out outside, they noticed that every other group that used foil and plastic wrap and all those types of insulators, theirs was working and theirs wasn't. And so... I just asked them a simple question. What does yours not have that theirs does? And they looked and they said, oh, foil. And I said, okay, why would foil work? Because foil keeps heat in and it doesn't let heat go away. So that, and that was probably more of the best essential parts of what it is that they were learning because they were able to overcome that mistake and then realize, okay, this is what we learn and this is how it can connect to, you know, the building part. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. I think y'all fine, Phil. I'm the Director of Career Technical Education here in Lancaster ISD. Oh, that's an excellent question. You know, it is an opportunity for the community to see all the work that's done to prepare their students for future opportunities as the world continues to move more and more towards technology. Today in career technical education, we have out our, our, uh, our programming software and uh, development students doing coding. We have a hackathon going on in the cafeteria. We have our cosmetology students doing some competitions.
We also have our engineering um, drone kids out at, for, behind the cafeteria flying drones and unmanned, uh, manning unmanned vehicles and lots of displays out there. We have our industrial robotic arms on, on display. So a lot of fun things that parents and students and community can take a look at. I've been walking the event all morning. Uh, yeah, to be honest, I've spent most of my time with the uh, career technical education students and I'm just fascinated by the application that the students in the hackathon developed to help parents find kids uh, in a mall or, or shopping center or even in the grocery store. So I would encourage folks to go by and take a look at that. Thank you for having me. Well, anytime you can allow students to make connections with real world, make it relevant in learning, um, to me that's always giving them an idea and an option with experience, exposure, and opportunities to get their hands into something that they may be interested in and may grow to love. Um, and so when you can invest like that uh, with students, uh, I don't like to say uh, anything about the cost because the cost is really an investment. Uh, it is an investment in our, our community's most precious resource, which is our students. Well, again, it showcases the learning that our students are doing and the opportunities that they have. Uh, one thing I know about education is that we have to continue to uh, level the playing field and giving them access and opportunities. Um, and for me, th this shows that um, our students have some opportunities that we didn't have as we grew up. Um, I mean, you know, this is not your, your mother's education, right? Uh, this happens to be for our 21st century kids. Um, and it gives it the community an opportunity to see not only hands-on experiments and opportunities for our students, but also gives them a chance to see truly um, what, what is going on beyond just Lancaster. So it allows our students to connect um, outside of our, our district as well. Um, I think in order to grow from this, I think you continue to build on what you have. Um, so many times when people think about change or uh, those transformation, they want to throw away everything they have. But there are a lot of great things, and I say continue to build on what we have um, and, and ensure that we are uh, trying to integrate all subjects through STEM because it's not just about uh, science, technology, engineering, math. When you think about STEM, I also, it, I also challenge everyone to think about, you know, what else can the T be? Can it be teaching and technology? Or can the E be entrepreneurship and engineering? Or math is medicine as well? It's like, what else? Or marketing even. Um, and in the A, maybe, you know, if we're talking about STEAM instead of STEM, you know, add that art and athletics into that. Because 
we have to think differently about just doing than just doing engineering and being scientists or be mathematicians or you know folks who serve in the IT community. So uh, for me, it's about again growing where we are uh, and continue to build on it and truly thinking outside the box. Actually, let me take that back. Not outside the box. Like there's no box. Well, if today isn't an example of what all is going on in the district, that is great. Uh, for me, it's a lot to name. Um, however, when I look at this, the faces of our students who are sharing their projects here today, for me, that, that, that's the ultimate joy uh, for an educator as myself. Uh, but we have, again, a lot of great things academically. Last night, we honored our, our 11th graders who are rising. Uh, we honored some of our students who are graduating last weekend from early college. Uh, we continue to highlight things that are going on. On the 24th, we have another signing day. I mean, again, that, that's academics, athletics, and extracurricular all together. Um, and for me, it, there are lots of things going on, a lot of great things. So I would say, don't believe the hype. Come and see it for yourself. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm doing fine, thank you. And thank you all so much for doing this. And I am just so elated to the turnout and the participation. Thank you. My first question is, why do we feel that project-based hands-on activities are so vital to the curriculum and the learning process that we experience here at this ISD? You know, you have to have a foundation and you have to start from ground zero. And in, and in doing that, building something within, starting with administration, as well as being a part of what we do as board members, we have to set a foundation. We have to ensure that we are good stewards and that we are with sound mind for fiduciary duties as a board member to ensure that those programs what is your key takeaway from the showcase? To showcase exactly what we're doing is a it's letting the community. I am sort of the middle person from the district to the community, so it is my duty, and I am charged to ensure that our students get every opportunity possible. And if parents are not able to come out and see what's going on today, I have to take it to them. That's my duty as a board member. And have you faced any challenges this year? And so, do you give some examples of how your duties as a board member and trying to communicate effectively to the community? How hard has that been, or how easy has that been? Well, anytime that you are responsible for the structure uh, for education, it's not. A challenge, but we have to stay focused. I can't say this year that we have faced um, major challenge. I can say we have done some great things. We have a new superintendent that is working hard to relate to the board what staff and 
uh, our maintenance department, our technology department, and all of those things come together. And so that's what I hear in making a decision to where, where will their funds from the community, how is it used? What is it for? It's for our children. That's our responsibility direct from the school. Thank you.